Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever and fraught with tension. There's really no other way to describe it as the clock is tick, tick, ticking and nothing is hap, hap, happening. And frankly, it doesn't sit well with me. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right. It's very obvious where the one place to start is. And look, it's a huge little moment. We had massive trades in the NFL over the weekend. We're going to dive into what the Bears did. We're going to dive into what the Dolphins did. Spoiler alert. I love what both of them did. And obviously, we have the selection Sunday from yesterday. We'll do the sheets of integrity. All that kind of stuff is on the way. But the one place to begin is with Aaron Rodgers, where I'm starting to become... A little bit more cognizant, and, and, and Mike Tannebaum and Dan Graziano are good enough to hang out after we finish Get Up. You know, Dan Graziano, you spend a lot of time around the Packers, and you have pointed out to me on number on numerous occasions how difficult it can be dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Not, not that you had a difficult time, but how difficult things seem to be behind the scenes sometimes when it comes to him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all been out there the last couple no, I, of years, I know right? Like, you know, he... His pushback on the Jordan Love draft pick and sort of with the dance he's made them go through the last couple of years. Yeah, he's a what did Mark Murphy call him once upon a time? A complicated fella. Correct. He's yeah. a complicated fella. And what I'm trying to say is I get it for the first time in my life. I completely get it because now it's me whose life he is complicating <laughs> for the life of me. I don't understand why this is taking so long. And the answer is there isn't any reason that it should. If indeed all the reporting we have, Dan, from you and Adam Schefter and Diana Rossini and everybody else that I have talked to, and trust me, I've talked to everyone repeatedly, mm-hmm. if all of that reporting is accurate, then it's not like there's another team in there. He's not leveraging anybody against him. We don't know for 100% certain there we isn't, don't. but we don't have any reason to believe there is. Our, our belief is that Rodgers is deciding between going and playing for the Jets or retiring. And the reality is he's had quite a long time to make up his mind at this point the, the the legal tampering for all intents and purposes free agency is now less than two hours away right and from everything i'm told the jets are just sitting on their hands waiting to hear from him and that is not to anybody's benefit literally no one right now is being helped by the delay in all of this and yet Rodgers is just holding the whole thing up for reasons known only to him. Right. Now, uh, the counterpoint is nothing has yet been hurt by this, right? If word comes in an hour from now that the deal is done and he's going to the Jets, then all of this angst is forgiven, right? Like, like it's done. Nothing, nothing, no damage was done. And there are complicated elements to this deal, right? Like, I, I think that the Jets and Packers have an understanding on what the package would be in terms of a trade, but... You know, those things tend to get tinkered with until the last second. Rogers' contract could need to be redone prior to the trade for salary cap reasons, uh, and that may be something that takes a little bit of time. It is only 7 a.m. on the West Coast where he lives, so it's possible that this big day it turns out to be a big day for him, and it hasn't really yet started. And then Orlovsky made the point on Get Up that Aaron has a certain way he likes to do things. Maybe he wants... 
McAfee to break the news. You know, we, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out in terms of how we're going to find out how it's going to be announced. So there are some potential reasons here that aren't necessarily red flags for you. No, I understand that. But the, the, uh, look, and Tannenbaum, maybe, maybe you were a general manager, so why would I give my opinion? You tell me. When we say that no, nothing has been hurt to this point, I have to believe that your life as the GM of the Jets, which you once were and now a guy named Joe Douglas is, is made much easier if you know last Friday who your quarterback is going to be and more importantly, how you're going to envelop that salary. That's not the word I'm looking Absorb, sorry, his salary and how that's going to fit into your cap. Yes, you can make it work starting now. But if he lets you know at 11.59 what your life is going to look like starting at 12 o'clock, he has already unnecessarily made the situation at least minimally more complicated than it needed to be. And one would think he has an extraordinarily important vested interest in all of this going well. He wants the Jets to be as good as they can possibly be around him. So it is already not sitting that well with me that it's taking this long. I can't lie about it. I'm going to be as honest as I can be. It's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, and you're totally right. And again, I forgot it was you, Greg. Somebody mentioned it during the show about a year ago, Ryan Jensen was the most consequential guy for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady knew that, gave them the heads up, hey, I'm coming back, and they kept Ryan Jensen. Can I say something funny? The person who mentioned that was you. You can't remember who said it on the show. It was actually you who said it. Well, (laughs) that was a really already. It's a really smart point you made there. Yeah, yeah. getting back to my intelligence. No, Mike Mike Tannenbaum just said, "You know, I made a really good point on the show this morning." (laughs) But go ahead. Brady announced it. People ripped him for doing it during Selection Sunday because it overshadowed the kids. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers were able to keep a consequential player. It is an important parallel, right? And, And like to me, like your point is well taken. As the quarterback, you're the biggest stakeholder. And look, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play, I get $60 million, a lot of money, but he's coming back to win a championship and its legacy, and there's a number of players that this is going to impact. So I'm sure when Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson left Malibu, they said to him, hey, look, we need to know by X date, because if you're coming, we got to maximize our collective ability mm-hmm. to win a championship. We have blown past that, Greeny, because – in an hour and 54 minutes, like, these deals are alive. Like, I would have wanted to know by Saturday, like, is the next call, call to Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it to an offensive lineman? Like, those are very disparate sort of uh, decision trees, and it all goes back to one guy saying if he's in or not. Look, and, and at the end of the day, if you're afraid to give him a deadline, if, if, if the idea is, well, we'd like to give him a deadline, but, you know, he's, he's, so, he's so him – that I, I just am afraid to do it. Then you know what? Then you're beginning this on the wrong way anyway. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, he's going to play for the team or he's not. And if you can't give him a, if you're afraid to give him a deadline, then I, I think it's already, that's already a bad sign. Yeah. You know, like Adam joked during the show about like, you know, you're dating somebody and you want to show interest. Like how soon do you call? But like at some point you're running out of alternatives. And again, because Zach Wilson was so bad and Mike White's not the answer. Like, that, to me, is what's driving a lot of this. Like, we have to improve this position. So, this is where it begins today. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700. On average, if there's one thing that I'm sure you already weren't worried about, it is that in the event that there is any news on this whatsoever, you will get it here immediately. In the meantime, Dan Graziano 
It was a very consequential NFL weekend. Two big trades. Let's start with the Bears. Okay. They traded away the number one pick. Well, actually, let me start with Tannenbaum on this, because the one thing, I was at to dinner with my, my, my favorite Bears fan, who happens to be my wife, <laughs> and uh, when this happened, we were having a quick dinner before the Northwestern game on Friday night, and when the news of the trade came down, and she asked me a question I couldn't answer, which was, what is the significance of them making it now? Like, you could make this trade the day before the draft. You could make this trade the day of the draft. Leverage everybody off of each other. And I said to her, you know, it's a good question. I'll ask someone who can answer it. There has to be a reason that it's beneficial to make the trade this early. What is the reason for making this deal whatever it is, six weeks before the NFL draft. You're maximizing the value because apparently a suitor could certainly drop out, you know, and Dan brought up, you know, the Raiders, for example. So if you have the Raiders pushing the Panthers and augmenting the value, if then the Raiders, let's say they wind up with Aaron Rodgers, now all of a sudden the Bears don't have as strong a hand. So I think Ryan Poles did a great job. He maximized his leverage and pushed all those quarterback needy teams. Like maybe Indy was in it. So Typically, you do wait closer to the draft, but this is such an unusual situation because there's a couple quarterbacks and there's so many teams that need it. And now the other thing it does, Greeny, is now you could go build your team in free agency saying like, hey, I don't have to go after Jacoby Myers or whomever right. else at wide receiver because we have DJ Moore. Right, exactly. That was a key. I mean, the, 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 the DJ Moore of it all. Because that's that's their first free agent move at wide receiver, right? Because if they didn't get that, if they didn't think they were going to be able to get a top-end wide receiver, they're going to have to find one elsewhere. Now that's kind of checked off the list. And my understanding is that the D.J. Moore piece was a vital one to the Bears in this deal, that it was very important for them to get that kind of receiver for Justin Fields going forward. Yeah. So it's another example, by the way, of I, I once wrote a book called Why My Wife Thinks I'm an Idiot. I had told her, yes, I think the Bears are going to trade that pick, but it'll be much later. It won't be till yeah. like maybe the week of the draft, the day of the draft, because I thought you're going to want to leverage Houston and all mm-hmm. these other teams that want someone right. off of each other. But it makes sense to me the DJ more of it. So... Dan Graziano, what, from the people you talked to around the league, what was the consensus that you heard about how the Bears did trading away number one? I think they did well. I mean, you get another number one pick next year, um, which, you know, to Mike T's point, could be a high one if, if Carolina's in a in a rebuilding phase. Um, and, and, you know, you get the piece you need for Justin Fields. So the question, of course, is did they go back too far uh, to the point where they can't get a you know a blue chip stud with their first pick the way you could if you have the one pick uh, they obviously made the calculation and I talked to Ryan Poles at the combine about this and he said that was a big part of their decision making process how far back can we afford to drop and still get a guy we're comfortable with um, at the top of the draft so they obviously felt like nine was not too far when you factor in they're not in the quarterback market there will be quarterbacks taken in that top eight they should be able to get one of their top six or seven players in the draft absolutely and look mike t i mean i'm I'm scrolling through my names here because i have my list of players that i've done for the draft there are a lot of offensive linemen at nine if they want to stay at nine they could take the local kid peter skaronsky who is from northwestern and and obviously he is a chicago area kid but they also i think they could trade back again. 100%. There are so many good linemen. There's a, there's a really good center who has three names. What is his yeah, name? John Michael Schmidt. John Michael Schmidt. Is it Schmidt? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he's really good. From Minnesota. Who, who people think is going to be a stud. You don't have to pick at nine to take yep. him. A bunch of tackles, a bunch of other interior linemen. I could even see them flipping that one for a few more later first-round picks. I agree. What's exciting from a Bear perspective is now you combine that, let's say, with you know, let's see how it plays out, but Orlando Brown or an Andrew Wiley in free agency, now you're getting 
a great young player in the draft, you're adding a veteran one, that offensive line can look real different really quick. And then how about the defensive line? In other places, the Bears have significant needs. If you were looking at, like, say, a couple weeks ago, Jalen Carter with potentially the one pick, and maybe he drops a little bit, you might still be able to get your guy at nine. I heard people saying that. Is that Mike Teague, will he be there at nine? At least. Here's why, guys. Most of the time when we're talking about off-field issues, DUI, smoking, whatever it may be, those are victimless situations. Think about you guys, if we were running an organization, there are two people that died. Right. So either you're directly or indirectly involved, neither of which is good, but you're talking about two people that lost their lives. I think this situation is much more serious than typically what we're dealing with. As opposed to the bong mask you once dealt with. And took advantage of it. Yes, right? that's right. Because he, he was a really good player, and Laramie Tunsil went from being the first pick on our board, and we got him at 13, but that was also victimless. Uh, one more uh, thing here. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh. Uh, one last, oh, the uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, are, are the are the Dolphins now Mike T? Your, your hometown team down there. Yeah. Your easy trip over there from Boca. Yeah. Um, are they now the best team in the AFC East? I don't think so. I, I think Josh Allen's that much better than Tua. I think Stephon Diggs is still an A. Now look, they have some. They they extended Matt Milano when they did that over the weekend. Green that told me they were moving on from Tremaine Edmonds, who's a good player. And again, I'm a big durability guy, and I just look, when you look at Tua, he was hurt in college. He's only played 71% of the snaps since he's been a starter, as Hembo reminded me. And I think that matters. And when you look at Burrow and you look at Mahomes and Herbert, I just I think the Dolphins are good. I don't know if they're in that same echelon that other people said earlier today. What do you think, Roz? Yeah, I agree. I think you still have to favor Buffalo there, but the Dolphins are going for it, and it may not be their last move. I mean, their go-for-it moves have been extensive. Half the league was trying to get Vic Fangio to be their defensive coordinator. The Dolphins Great outbid point. everybody to get him. They get the cornerback that he, that he needs uh, to make it work. I think they'll continue to add in ways that make it look like a win-now team. The question will always continue to be the quarterback and his ability to stay on the field. By the way, you, I don't know if it was audible on the air or not, but Mike T's alarm just went off. No one has more alarms going off. You, Your iPhone has an... How many alarms a day would you say you average setting? About 14 to 16. Yeah, right. And what is that for? Like, what, what, what was your... Of, it went I, off at ten fourteen. Like I what? Would call it ten fifteen. So okay, okay. So that means I got to let you go. Well, it was after the first segment. Yes, so. that was your way of letting me, <laughs> letting me know I need to let you go. Mike T, thank you. Graziano, thank you. If anything happens, call me immediately. We'll do. <laughs> I mean, literally immediately. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging, and reliable replacement batteries starting at just seventy nine ninety nine. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, coming up, my takes. I've got a comparison you're not expecting and a special announcement all on the way. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantol chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious, beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders, dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. NextGuard is a registered trademark of Boehringer Ingelheim. 
Animal Health France, used under license. 2024 Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health USA Incorporated, Duluth, Georgia, all rights reserved. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. All right, we are rolling along. Greeny here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My takes on the way here. Special announcement coming up in 30 seconds. I've got an analogy to make on Aaron Rodgers you may not have thought of, but it's brilliant. Uh, so all that and more assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around me. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right. So we've been talking about the book and one of the things that uh, I have been most excited to get together was our schedule of signings. Um, with my schedule being what it is, we will not be able to do as many book signings as I have in the past. Um, but we have our first one set. The details of it, well, are quite simple. It's April 2nd. It's Sunday, April 2nd at a store called Bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey. And you can go to my Twitter page um, and you will see pinned to the top of the page the information because you have to register to come to the signing. Hembo, you're coming to this, right? I'll be there. Hembo will be there signing books. You will get to meet Hembo. You'll get to meet me. We'll have a Q&A. We'll do all the usual stuff. So that's going to be Sunday, April 2nd in New Jersey. All the details are on my Twitter page. We will be um, in several other places as well. I'm putting together as much as I can make work. So details on those to come. But I also have had people asking me, can we get personalized autographed copies to Phil, to Susan, to Uncle Fred? Happy Father's Day, 
Seymour, whatever the case may be. The answer is yes, and that information is in the same place. So if you go right now to the to my Twitter page, top of the page, pinned there, you will see a link. And if you click on that link, you will be able to A, register for the first book signing, and or B, you will be able to sign up to get a personalized autographed copy of our book, Got Your Number, um, which is coming out now in just a couple of weeks. Couldn't be more thrilled. I'm seeing things come together. The book is, has really come together better than even I imagined it would at the beginning. We assign with Hembo's painstaking and extraordinary research ownership of every number in sports history from one to a hundred we decide who owns each number the reaction has been great um which confirms my thought that this was a good idea uh and so all the information is on twitter right now it sounds all great to me i'm excited this will be the first thing of its kind i've ever done in my life and i'm looking forward to writing happy father's day seymour okay <laughs> yes yes uh, you're going to change your father's name to seymour just on this <laughs> occasion so look there are people out there whose fathers are named seymour i guarantee it so one way or another, again, uh, at ESPN Greeny is my Twitter feed, and you can find the information there. And no matter where you want America, you can order it. Uh, Got Your Number is the title. The author is me. Um, wherever you are, you can order it any of the places that you normally order your books. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your support. By the way, real quick, you mentioned America. My parents right now are vacationing in the Cayman Islands. I received a text message yesterday from my father on the Cayman Islands saying, that they, were, they encountered someone on their trip who could not believe that Hembo was their son. They have pre-ordered two books. So we are spreading this thing far and wide. Oh, yeah. We're huge in the Caymans. Um, there's a, on Grand Cayman right now. We might do a signing on, on Grand Cayman. There's a Barnes & Noble uh, on, Gra- on Grand Cayman that we might stop off at and, uh, and, and, and get a little sun and sign a few books. Anyway, the book is called Got Your Number. We thank, thank, thank you for your support. Greenies Takes. Meanwhile, my takes. I'm not going to do them the way I usually do. I'm not going to give you the top five. I'm going to give you my takes on the three big NFL stories of the moment. We touched on them all with Tannenbaum and with Graziano, and I want to get the hashtag crew in them as well. But let me just give a little unsolicited advice to Aaron Rodgers, which is the last thing on earth he needs and clearly the last thing on earth he ever accepts. But when my kids were going through the college process, it's very different now than it was when I was applying to college. Hembo, when you were applying to college, oh, actually, the youngest member of our group is Cam. When you were applying to college, Cam, did you go to college? I did. Okay, fair enough. So I don't, I mean, I I didn't mean that to, I just don't know that. Everyone doesn't go to college. Um, And having spent some time with you, it's it's not obvious to me. One way or the other is all I'm saying. What? But I don't know what I mean by that. I'm just trying to have a little little fun at your expense. I only applied to college like last year, according to you guys. (laughs) Well, this is what I'm saying. You're young enough. Was there such a thing then as early decision? Yes. Like binding early decision. Okay. So that didn't exist when I was applying to college, but it certainly did with my kids. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is. So the deadline on applying to college is, I'm just saying, making up a date, like March 15th or something. That's when you have to have your applications in. And then they make their decisions and they let you know in April. But there is something called early decision. And it's done for the worst of all possible reasons. It is because all the schools want to keep their percentages up. So what you have to do is you have to apply by a certain date, like November 1st or something like that. And then it is binding. If they accept you, you have no choice but to go. You can't apply anywhere else. You can't go anywhere else. Uh, You're making your decision then if they take you. And they let you know much earlier. 
And your chances of getting in, because you've already committed to them, are far greater. Because every college that pays attention to their yield, only 6.2% of the people who apply get in. So all of those go into the reason for this. But the point I'm making is, as I said to my kids, I know it's harder to make your decision in November than it is in March. But at the end of the day, this is a decision you have to make eventually. It makes no sense to me. Not to make it sooner in order to maximize your chances of getting into your first choice. To me, there's no logic in not trying that route. Because if, if, if you have, I think your chances like go up like three to one of getting in if you apply early. And so there's no, the point I'm making is, I actually said the words, this is a decision you have to make eventually anyway. You can't keep putting it off forever. So make your decision now on what your first choice is. And I sort of feel that way about Rogers. What is he waiting for? Like, there really isn't anything to wait for. And, and there is a part of me that kind of is, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to be anything but honest with you. You know how badly I want this to happen. But there's a part of me that is thinking, if it is this hard a decision not to retire, that makes me a little bit nervous. Like, I don't just need Aaron Rodgers. I need all of him. I need him all in. And if, if it's taking him this long to make up his mind that he wants to continue playing football or that he wants to do it for the Jets, that is a red flag. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it has diminished my desire for the Jets to get him. I still am desperate for that. But as we sit right now, we are 90 minutes away from the you know this noon Monday deadline Eastern time that everyone has talked about. If he doesn't let them know by then, then I will start getting very concerned about it. Just juxtapose this with what we saw out of Tom Brady two or three years ago. Tom Brady decided, I want to become a free agent and leave New England. And with conviction, he acted quickly and decided where he wanted to go. I'm with you. I don't quite understand what he could possibly be waiting for. To me, noon Eastern today would be kind of like the break glass deadline for me if I were a fan of the Jets. Yes, that's how I feel. And because there are advantages, it does matter. Like if if he doesn't let them know by then, there are disadvantages. You are putting your new team, your team. The second you make this phone call, it's not their team, it's your team. And you are putting them behind the eight ball before it even begins. And Rodgers dragging his feet last year was as big a reason as any why Devontae Adams decided he did not want to come back. So this is something that he has lived previously. So, Bubba, you tell me how I should be reacting to this because this is kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, you should probably be reacting just as you've been reacting because <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I said my prediction went last week is retirement. And, I mean, each day we go looking good for me and bad for you guys. So I think the way you're reacting, the more and more it goes, the more nervous you should be. And I think this, this noon deadline is, uh, is, a, is a good marker to see what is going on here. All right, I, I can make this a little bit worse. Cam, lose the music a second because I have a theory. Uh-oh. Let the record show this is just a theory. This is not a report. But I'm just putting some things together, and I threw up the Windy Fingers today. What shall forever be known now is the Windy Fingers. When Wingy, Windy was on first take and he did that whole thing about Utah, very strange trade. Very strange trade. Well, something happened on Friday. Why would the Jazz do that? Why would Aaron Rodgers do this? I have a theory. I hope it's wrong. Here's my theory. I was told that the Raiders were heavily in on trade talks with the Bears for the number one pick. They wanted to go up and get the first pick in this draft. 
and that ultimately the Bears went with Carolina's offer because of the presence of D.J. Moore. That decision was obviously made on Friday. We found that out on Friday. Earlier on Friday, it seemed as though all systems were go for Rodgers to come to the Jets. Diana's on our show saying the Jets are very optimistic and confident this is going to happen and everything else. Then all of a sudden, the Raiders don't get the first pick in the draft, and Rodgers goes radio silent. From everything I'm being told, the Jets are just sitting and waiting and haven't heard anything from him. I'm throwing up my windy fingers. Is it possible that after not getting the first pick in the draft, the Raiders re-engaged or engaged in the Rodgers conversations and are suddenly in it, and that's what's holding this up. Again, I want to make it very clear. No one walk around saying, Greeny is reporting, the Raiders are the holdup in the Jet thing. I have absolutely no idea that is the case. I'm just trying to think of a logical explanation for Rodgers keeping this thing on hold as long as he already has. And if you look at the timing, it makes some sense to me. The timing, because the last time we had concrete-ish reporting on this was Friday morning, correct? Yeah, Friday early in the day. And the Bears-Panthers trade went down 12 hours later than that? I was at dinner, so I mean it was... Friday evening. And yeah. since then, you described it as radio silence? Radio silence. So now we're not just dealing with the possibility of retirement and the Jets, but maybe also the Raiders. I have, underline them maybe. I, I want to make it clear. I'm just guessing on this. But Bubba, you are a learned man. And, and let me. There are, many people may not know this, but Bubba, before his long and storied career in radio production, was actually a private detective. So you actually have uh, a lot of experience in deduction of this kind and you, um, you know, looking at clues and all that kind of thing. The deduction that I'm making here, does it make any sense to you? I I think it makes a ton of sense because it's all about connecting the dots. And I think we can absolutely say the dots have been connected. (laughs) So... What is the dot? You're saying you think the Raiders are now in this. A minute ago, you told me you thought he was retiring. Now you think he's going to the Raiders. I'm just saying the Raiders are a possibility. The Raiders are in the mix. The dots have been connected, Greeny. I don't know what else. He's just to trying say. to confuse you, I think. No, the, Ra- the Raiders are a possibility. I mean, I still think he's retiring, but the Raiders are a possibility. That's why it's being delayed so long. And Greeny, I the point sure is the Jets right. are out. See, the Raiders are retirement. <laughs> I want to make sure that I get this right because I don't want to build false. Bubba has discounted the Jets in this conversation. Go ahead. I don't intend to build false urgency, but I just want to make 100% clear that I have this right. So at noon Eastern today, which is what, 90 minutes from now as we speak, the legal tampering period opens, meaning we will start hearing in 90 minutes who's going where. Right. If the Jets don't know who their quarterback is, that puts them at a significant disadvantage in attracting free agents. Didn't I just say that? I mean, isn't that what I, I, I haven't I spent the last 10 minutes saying exactly that? But I'm trying to wrap my Remember head around. Remember the whole college early decision yep. conversation yep. we were having? Yep. Yep. Make up your mind. Mm-hmm. You have to make this decision eventually. I think the, are- the last thing Hembo said, too, he also just repeated what you said, too. His last two comments. We should just start been- paying attention a little bit. That's literally exactly what I said. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this thing. Because when I woke up today, it didn't feel like urgent, didn't feel pressing. Like, you guys are genuinely up against it now as we speak. Right. And Aaron Rodgers, who lives in California, correct? Yes. It's 7.30 there. Do you think think he's awake? He's awake. He's awake. On this day, you get up for crying out loud. What are you waiting for? Do we honestly think that we're waiting for him to wake up and call someone? I mean, is that how this works? (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Like, A, I don't know what time he gets up. He seems like a very unusual person. He might keep very unusual hours. I don't know. He lives in Malibu. It's a whole different lifestyle out there. I don't know what time he gets up. What I'm saying is, if this, if, if, if this whole thing just comes down to Aaron Rodgers waking up this morning and deciding, oh, yeah. I'm in on this and making a phone call to Woody Johnson or Mark Murphy or whoever the case might be, then that all feels a tad flimsy to begin with. There are two options here, that, and, and it could only be these two, best I can tell. A, he likes the attention and us talking about them, which a lot of cynics say, or well, B, ding, 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 ding. Or, so you, so you think he already well, knows? I think that's true. What's the B? That he already, that, that he genuinely does not already know. Well, that, that one I have no idea. I don't know if he knows or not. I think he likes the attention either way. And I'm not even being critical of that. I like attention, too. So do most people. The point is, in this case, while we're young, Aaron, while we're young, we need this decision to get made. This is ESPN Radio. What's going on in Utah? Why would the Jazz do that? For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandpa whose interests are all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and over. You can also sort by category like cologne, watches, and more, or gift lists like items for the grill master or the golfer. You can also get top tech from Beats headphones to JBL portable speakers. Or if you're looking for top brands, you'll find gifts from Calvin Klein, Polo Ralph Lauren, and Columbia. So what are you waiting for? Father's Day is June 16th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to make selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. With you on ESPN Radio, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. <clears throat> Another reminder, we have arranged our first book signing for our upcoming book, Got Your Number. And we have arranged for personalized autograph copies to be available wherever you are in America. Details on both of those uh, are right now pinned to the top of my Twitter page. Go to uh, Twitter at ESPN Greeny. Click on the link I have pinned at the top of my page and you will get information on both of those. You can register for our first signing and you can order, uh, if you are not in the New York area, you can order a personalized copy to be sent anywhere in America. The book is called Got Your Number. Okay. So the NCAA tournament has begun, and I will remind you of two things 
uh, with the uh, NCAA, you know, with the tournament challenge plug and all that kind of stuff. You play. Who doesn't do it, right? You fill out your sheet and you play on ESPN's bracket challenge, and I'll have one in there, but we'll all have sheets in there in the ESPN radio group in the next couple of days, and everyone is going to play this thing. So the two things that I'll remind everyone. One, you play one sheet. Now, this goes back, of course, to the heyday of Mike and Mike. This may have actually been the thing for which we were best known. And like most things that are good, it began completely organically. People ask me all the time where that came from. It came from the fact that we were, one time, I remember where we were, we were at the ESPN Club on the boardwalk at Disney World watching the first day of the NCAA tournament, and one of these shots goes in that a Cinderella wins, like, you know, a 13-seed wins a game or whatever it is, and Mike jumps up out of his seat next to me, and I said, did you have that upset? And he said, oh, yeah, I had it, like, on three of my sheets. And I said, you what? And he said, yeah, I had it, like, on three of my sheets. I said, you can't jump up and down and celebrate if you had it on three of your sheets, and that's how we began the sheets of integrity versus wanting to win the case. So you know my philosophy, one player, one sheet. You can enter as many pools as you want, but you got to enter your one sheet. That's it. That's where that came from. The second thing, and I'll say it again, I think the NCAA tournament might be my favorite sporting event of the year. There's nothing more fun. There's nothing better than the NCAA tournament in sports in this country. There's nothing we do better. It's the best sporting event of the year, and it is the worst way to decide a champion I can possibly imagine. Let's put the 68 best teams into a... Well, take out the four because there are some disadvantages. Let's take 64 teams and give them exactly the same chance as each other regardless of what their seasons looked like, how good they were, how bad they were. They're going to play. Whoever can win six games on a neutral court in completely random order is going to wind up being the champion of the season. Billy Donovan himself, to his everlasting credit, after Florida won the championship, and they are, by the way, still the most recent team to win consecutive years, said, if you started the tournament all over again right now, it would play out completely different. And that is the worst way to decide a champion and the best event of the year. Uh, That's probably right, but let's remember here, and I I agree with it. I I agree with you. I think it might be the best thing that we do. But but sports are meant to be enjoyed, and they serve no other purpose. Finding the, the best team at the end of the season, objectively, the way that they might do in European soccer or something, is much less fun is much less interesting, and this is ultimately a frivolous act and exercise. We don't do something like this to, to elect politicians in our country, but to, to decide who wins a basketball tournament. It makes all the sense in the world to me, and I think that's why no matter how well uh, I know the players and how well I know the teams, it will always be at the very top of my list. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not criticizing it beyond the fact that I'm saying when the thing is over, we're going to say someone is the national champion. And I've always said we should say they are the NCAA tournament champion. What they've done is win a basketball tournament. What they've not done, there's no other place in the world where basketball is a one-and-done event. It's not doesn't make any actual sense. In the Olympics, they do the round robin. The, the, it's, it should, you know, if, if you were just trying to find the, the best way to decide who the best team is, not the best. Look, the sheets are genius. Genius. Everyone has one. No one doesn't have a sheet. And so that is great. I'm not knocking it. I love it. I 100% love it. And Billis asked me, so Billis has a TV special, and he asked a bunch of us, I assume, I know he asked me, 
there's no way in the world I'm alone, um, to give, his, give us his final four and his national champion. So I had to do one for him this morning. So I did one for him this morning, but this is not my official sheet of integrity. I will submit my sheet at some point this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. But for the record, just on a cursory glance, because he needed me to record something for him, I got half chalk and half not. I've got Alabama and Kansas. I thought Kansas should have been the number two overall seed. I've got Alabama and Kansas in the Final Four. I've got Marquette in the Final Four. Everyone else seems to have Duke in that bracket. But I've got Marquette. I think they're no one is paying any attention to how good they are and how good they looked that last couple of weeks. And then the Midwest is a crapshoot. I have no idea. So because I wanted to pick something completely outside the box and because I watched them closely this week and because they beat my team twice in the last few weeks, I took Penn State which is a 10 seed. I know that's extremely unlikely, but I think they should have been seeded higher than a 10. They were right in the game yesterday to win the Big Ten championship. They're a much better team than I think the country knows. So that's the initial final four I put together for the Billis thing, but my sheet of integrity is to come later in the week. And we're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.